If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Who's got two thumbs and knows there's only one dimension? Well, to be fair, I have several dozen thumbs in digital storage on level 8, but they're not exactly germane to this snappy metaphor. Ugh, I can already hear the angry letters. And now, enjoy the show. Tavern, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Neekamp. If you've never listened to the podcast before, don't worry. This is everything you need to know. When I was in high school, I had a dream. And uh, I was in the high, high school, and all the girls were looking at me. Um, and I could sing, but my voice was all over the place. And my mom was there, and, you know, I'm not going to classify how attractive she was. No. um, Yeah. Uh, But anyway, besides that, also, about two and a half years ago, I fell through a dimensional portal uh, behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical, fantastical land of Foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a slight Wi-Fi signal from the Burger King through the dimensional rift, and I use that to upload a podcast I record every week. Here in the tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, which is full of secrets. In the town of Hog's Face, in the land of Foon. We've been kind of fighting the Dark Lord, but currently he put us in charge of the town of Hog's Face and all of his minions. Uh, we're trying to make it better, and we're just, uh, and we're trying to find a secret weapon to fight the Void. Uh, you, Sidor and Chunt, have I kind of covered all the sort of big story things? Uh, yes, in... In great detail. Yeah, probably. I'm sure most people have shut off the podcast at this point. I think you left out how attractive your mom was. In the dream, other people seem to say that my mom was hot. Um, But, you know. H A W T? Hot or hot? Hot. 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 Um, But I, I don't like to dwell on that part. Not even in, like, that it's a weird kind of way. It's just sort of like. Like, why do I need to classify how, how attractive or unattractive my mother is? That's she fair. is an attractive woman, so certainly. That's fair. Yeah. 
Chun, how attractive was your mom? Your mom's a manticore? She's a manticore. Um, I, to me, she's a 10. Perfect 10. Oh, wow. Yeah, both parents. What makes a manticore attractive? Like, I know you you mm-hmm. are a shapeshifter who, is, who has been no. some, a few uh, different animals, no. but mostly you're a talking badger. No. How do you classify what makes different kinds of animals more or less attractive? I think it's whatever their physical ambition is in terms of like, my mom's a manticore, so she wants to terrify, right? Mm-hmm. So in terms of presenting a terrifying visage, she's a 10. Right? Yeah. She, you gets, know she gets the job done. Nothing more attractive than being good at what you do. Exactly. Now, now you said that your father was also a 10, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Uh, now, was that a 10 when he's alive and then he's a 5 once he became a ghost? Because, yeah, because he's about Because he's transparent. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. okay. Good, mm-hmm. good, good. <laughs> so he's... I see. You can see right through him, so oh, he's certainly sure. a yeah. And he's not a transparent. He's transparent. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get it. Usador the wizard. Yes. <laughs> that was a strange transition. You don't, you don't have any parents. No. I mean, besides the birds and the wind. No, I was brought forth into this world by a conspiracy of birds and rain and fire and wind. They did say there must be a champion of this world. And I did step forth into the light and say, yea, Usador is here. He shall protect all the small children and men and women, and he shall fight and fight and fight until his last breath. Aye, he shall destroy that dark lord with all the power that doth rest within him, and he shall overcome. He shall fight on and on and on, and ne'er shall he eat any and this sentence until he is certain that he is going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but how hot was that rain? I'd give it as like an eight. At the very least, the fire must have been hot. hot. The fire was literally hot. hot. And also, I found myself sexually aroused by it. Oh, that's got to be confusing to be sexually aroused by the fire that was part of a conspiracy to bring you into this world. Where would the elements of bringing you into the world? You don't have the same sort of relationship that you understand that you have with your parents. It was more of an agreement, conspiracy. They, they said, step forth into this world, mighty wizard, and protect us all. And I was like, all right. And I gave him a big thumbs up. And then I said, catch you later, fire and wind and rain and birds. And I naked did grab a staff from the ground and say, I must find some robes and a pointy hat. Yeah, man. I mean, that's like the same thing Uh that happened with me. It's like, that's how I was brought into the world. That's my name. Don't wear it out. You know, the elves know me as a sentimental gentleman. (laughs) Tusador. No. Tusador, we're busy right now. We're doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just heard you from across the bar, and I heard, you know, Usador talking about how he was brought forth into the world, and I just thought, you know, same. How were you brought into the world? Same wizard, same. I was brought into the world through fire and rain and earth and wind. Earth, wind, and fire? Yeah, those basic three. Oh, okay. So you're claiming that you're actually a wizard? Yeah, I mean, I'm actually a wizard. I mean, I don't have as many of the spells maybe that you have, or like maybe I have somewhat different spells, but different doesn't equal lesser, you know? Tusador, we get a lot of emails with people having theories about who you are or how you came into existence or or what you're really about, but I've got to say, I'm just not that invested in any of that at all. Yeah, no, that checks out. All right, well, I'll see you guys. Thanks for stopping by. Goodbye, Tusador. Tusador, isn't it weird how Tusador comes over and he always tells us this thanks for stopping by? But it's like, 
he's stopping by. And yes, and I never say uh, thank you for stopping by because I am unappreciative yeah. of well, his interjections. I feel like that's the same of like sometimes if I order rooster's feet and the, the waiter sets it down, they're like, enjoy your food. And I go, you too. It's like, whoopsie. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. We should order some rooster's feet uh, and uh, a round of ale for uh, uh, the, all everyone at the table. Usador, uh, before I introduce our first guest, I, I kind of want to ask, when the birds and the wind and the fire... And the earth? Tusador. Uh, oh, sorry. sorry. Tusador. Thanks for by, guys. Yeah. We'll see Tusador. When they all conspired to bring you into existence, did they all then go their separate ways afterwards? Or was the fire and the birds like, you know what, we've got to keep in some kind of a relationship because now we have a wizard? Again, I, I think you're putting a, a traditional parental relationship upon this. Uh, this is not a, exactly a one-for-one Oh, so they weren't. Oh, so they weren't like we've got to stay together at least until he gets to the Great Halls of Tarakas, and when he goes away to the Great Halls of Tarakas, then I can go back to the sky, and I can go back to wherever fire goes. See, that's the other thing about all of these elements are already working in unison. See, your human parents come together and decide to join a union. All of these elements—wind, fire, rain, earth, birds—they are just part. Of nature, they the cannot natural be, elements. They cannot be separate. And don't forget heart. There's wind, earth, fire, heart, earth, and when those all combine, Tusador, don't that talk about my my parents. Tusador, don't talk about heart. Look, I'm trying to understand. You're a magic man, but please, please, we got a podcast to do. All right, is today Saturday? I should be in the park. For if ever those elements that did conspire to put me together were to decide to divorce and go their separate ways, all of the world would be torn asunder. You know what, Usador? Maybe it would feel that way if the elements that brought you into existence decided to have a divorce. You'd feel like the world was coming to an end. Look, but look, you know they, what? The world is going to be all right. No. They, and it's no. tough. And I know it would be tough Ugh. for you. And it's not your fault, Usador. Look, uh, look I don't want to do it's two not, different winter solstices. It's... It's not about... I can't do a winter solstice with the birds and a winter solstice with the mud. I, I can't do it. Look, Usador, sometimes it's hard for birds uh-huh. and fire. It, it's, sometimes it's just very hard for birds and fire to get along that's, over long periods of time. I, yes. There's a lot true. of reasons it's difficult for them. A lot of times the birds just burn. Yeah. It, you know what? It's fine for the, the fire, and, but and you know what? The birds, The birds needed to get out of that. The birds needed to get... Then the birds are delicious. Once you set them on fire, they're delicious. Aren't you guys... I love birds. Aren't you guys forgetting your guest? Oh, that's right, uh, Tusador. And I'm also forgetting Chun. Chun, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I mean, I've been chiming in a little bit. Oh, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. I love you, buddy. I love you, too. I love you, too. Uh, Tusador, that was not for you. All right. All right. Okay. Guys, I am very excited to talk to our guest. We don't have enough, like crazy creatures on the show. You know what I mean? What the like, fuck does that mean? <laughs> we don't have enough crazy creatures? Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I'm from a different world. Yeah, we have a cockatrice on oh, the show. Am shit. I saying Is that? Is that our guest? Oh, 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 uh, shield control. your eyes. Shield what? your eyes. Shield my eyes? Yes, yes. The cockatrice can look at you and, and destroy you with a, but a single look. What? Oh, I was going to say a death stare, a death a stare. Death stare. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's true. It's it's like kind of our thing. Um oh, but, oh. but you guys actually you don't have to worry about it. Um I've kind of got a little bit of an astigmatism. So oh. Oh. um my death stare is not uh 
at full power oh. these days. Oh, I see. Yeah. Cool. I was concerned because I said, I was going to say we should cancel the rooster suit. Oh, yeah. That's oh, funny. no, I love those. Oh. oh. Yeah. I, I, I have some out. really creepy uncles that are actually snake from the top and rooster from the bottom. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't mind thinking about eating them at all. Oh, wow. Snake up top. Party <laughs> on the bottom. Party on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's like when you get the bird up top and the snake on the bottom, yeah. then you're all business. Yeah. So for our listeners, from my world, they're probably a very small fraction of people even know what a cockatrice is. Weird. So yeah. wait, would that be butt sob? But what? Butt sob? Bird up top, snake on bottom. Yeah, you Ooh, do. That's butts. the correct, ter- yeah, terminology for that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Sorry, butts I just wanted. I really like butts up. Sorry, are you, are you, what were you saying? You about like this crazy creature? You like butts up, and you cannot lie. Big butts up. Big butts up. I'm a big butts up fan. Guys, so, so your name is. Patrathion? Am I saying that correctly? Yes, that's true. It's Patrathion, but you can just call me Patty. Oh, Patty! That's yeah. so much easier for me. I have to confess. And so you're, so you're like a a, a rooster head and a li- like a lizard body, and you got these sort of adorable leathery wings. Oh yeah, I can definitely fly. Oh wow, they're kind of small. They are. I mean, I'm if the technical term for me is janky dragon. Oh. Um. <laughs> That's sort Gee, of yeah. yeah yeah so sure. think of like a, a petite janky dragon with a death stare yeah and I happen and to like have a, an astigmatism but oh, you know yeah. we won't that's, that's true what does the the astigmatism do to your death stare well you know um, I hope none of you are painters because no. I haven't been able to actually kill a a thing yeah. with my stare, but I have been able to kill someone's ability to want to paint. Oh. Um, so it's just sort of a selective death. Yeah. Um, I don't have total control over it. Um, it's been hard, you know? It's been hard to sort of live with my disability. Um, other cockatrices don't really look kindly on it, honestly. Yeah. They think they're better than me because they can kill you completely. Yeah. It's got to be tough. It's so snobby of them to look down on you for not being able to do one of the defining things of what makes well, you Well, I don't let them look down on me because then I would die. Oh, no, yes, right. right. Can cockatrices death stare each other? Yes. And in fact, most of us can't even look in the mirror, oh. which is really hard on our rooster faux hawks. I mean, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yours looks good, though. I know. Well, you know, I can look in the mirror. I just, you know, don't have any creative endeavors anymore mm-hmm. because I've looked in the mirror one too many times. So yeah. killed my ability to paint, my desire to make an indie emo band, oh. killed my desire to um, become a pastry chef. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my hair looks great. It so does. So that's I mean, enough. Side. I feel yeah. like that's a bit of a Ouroboros, like that's a bit of a snake eating its own tail when you kill your tr- drive to create an indie emo band. Like, you doesn't like- that give then give you the the sort of sadness to create an indie emo band? Yeah, right? but then, you know, when you go to do your first show, the first yeah. thing you want to do is make sure that you have the great shoegazing outfit. You mm-hmm. look in the mirror, and then you're like, I don't even want to do this gig anymore. Yeah, oh, man. It's tough. It's, it's too tough. Bad. That hair would be so good in an emo Thank you. band. Thank you. When you did have a drive to be <clears throat> in an emo band, yeah. did, you, did, did your band have a name? It did have a name. It had multiple names. Oh, I'd love to hear five of them. Great. Um, well, uh, the no yes was one of them. Oh, one. But it pronounced one. the noise. The noise. Oh, good. Yeah, that that was my first one. That died very quickly. Yeah. Um, when I looked in my mirror in high school. Um, another one is actually called um, "Fuck Me in My Snake Parts." Two. Two. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. That Sometimes get, a band's a name is so good, you don't. It doesn't even matter what the music is. Right, right. And yeah. honestly, that was also the name to be the name of our first album and the first yeah. single. And those were actually the only lyrics that I had ever written. You know yeah. what? That now, if I'm looking back to ten years ago and and someone I knew that in a shirt they wore, that makes so much sense now. Yeah, I, I just was, imagine someone seeing a concert in a tavern, being like, "I love." This song. What's this song? Oh, fuck me and my snake parts. I love it. What's the name of the band? Oh, it's also fuck yeah. me and my snake parts. It's, it's good branding. Yeah, just makes absolutely. it easy. Mm-hmm. Um, another one of my band names was just Ochre. Oh, three. three. Yeah, three. I feel like that just, just the feeling of that color, you know? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Singing in the Rain. <laughs> Singing in the Rain, four. Four, yes. Yeah. Would, would you only put on concerts during, um, during the rainfall? Oh, um, yeah, we would, the idea was we would wait until it rained mm-hmm. and then it would be sort of like a pop-up show. Yeah. So if you went outside and I happened to be in your neighborhood, I would be singing there. Oh, wow. Yeah. I w- you know what? It would be nice because you'd be bummed that it's raining and then be like, oh, but that band I like is probably going to be playing. Right. That's awesome. Right. Arnie on Earth, who's the biggest independent emotional band? The most independent emotional band? I said the biggest, but... Oh, oh. The uh, most well-known independent emotional band. Oh, is that what indie means? That's what indie and emo mean. Oh, uh, the most independent emotional band is... Uh, <laughs> Come on, give me some sort of confessional. Oh, I, I don't know. If you could maybe give me a few more criteria for what you're looking for. Oh, you're having a real fallout. Boy, oh, boy. Gosh, I'm having trouble thinking of any. I'm sure there are a lot of them. Like, what are you looking for? Just like the biggest this. independent emotional band on Earth. Okay. Hmm. Uh, when am I going to have to wait for the Postal Service? Are you sending it snail mail? Come on. Yeah, I don't... I don't think there are any. <sighs> oh, now you still said. You said, are you okay? I had a big surprise planned for the show. And what was your big surprise? Now I don't even know if I want to do it. Are you... Is this about your... Here, here's a bowl of salsa that I made. Oh, you said that has grapes in it. I thought I'd try something new. I've really been into salsa lately, and just all of a sudden I don't care about it at all anymore. Oh no, did you? Did you catch my eye accidentally? Oh no. She killed your salsa creativity. Oh no, I'm sorry. Oh God. (laughs) But I. Yusuf has been making salsa for months now. Yes, but he won't stop talking about it. It was such a wonderful part of the podcast where I would talk about the various salsa recipes that I adore, but now I just don't care about it at all. Also, grapes and salsa? Yum. I'm so sorry. I just, I didn't realize you had a talent for dips. uh, It's all right. There's no way you could have known, and I... I should have protected myself. I I can only myself. I'm just sad that this whole dip shtick is coming to an end. (laughs) But Patty! Yeah? You've killed... The creative desires of a lot of your friends? Yeah, most people who come in contact with me end up, you know, feeling a little dead inside. Wow. Well, luckily, this podcast is not a creative endeavor and is more of a hard documentary-style look at life in this world. You know, if this was just like a a comedy goof goof around show you would be totally screwed i mean yeah. the good thing is i don't have enough power to kill the truth yeah and that's what you guys are telling yeah luckily yeah you can't stop the truth no that's great but you can stop the music oh, that's right please you did please stop don't stop the music. music patty yeah i hesitate to ask this but what was that fifth band name oh the fifth band name yeah. oh you're right you wanted five um the fifth band name was 
How much? Oh, there was a, there were a lot of there were a at least sixteen O's. O's in there. Oh, and it was just how much? Now, Patty, I, yes. I must know. Uh, do you find now that you don't have your death stare that there are other things that uh, you want to accomplish in the world? Uh, you can't take the path of a normal cockatrice of waiting in a dungeon for some adventurer to come along and fight you to your death. Uh, so what what fills up your time now? Yeah, you know, it's really hard to avenge yourself when you can't just mm-hmm. look at something you hate and kill it. True. So I found oh. that I have to cultivate other things. Um, I've had to cultivate, um, you know, a good sense of self. Oh. Therapy is one of my favorite things to do. Oh. Yeah, I go to a lot of therapy. Um I have a great therapist, you guys, if anyone needs a recommendation. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. I think Arnie would. I know. I just need greatly. a place I can go every week to just sort of talk. <laughs> you know? I feel yeah. like I don't have a place I can go every week where I can just talk and talk for about 40 to 50 minutes, mostly about myself. Yeah, people need that. Yeah. I, I can sense from you that you might need like a little bit of. Yeah. Talk therapy. I got a dream. I just need to talk about some more, but we don't need to do that now. Mm-hmm. Also, I think my parents might be breaking up. Yeah. Oh no, that's going to be heavy. Yes, yeah. I mean I'm 320 years old, but you never get over a thing like that. It's true. Wait, how are your parents breaking up? Well, Arnold convinced me that the bird and the wind and the fire and the rain and the frogs and the mud that all did conspire to bring me into this world aren't really good for each other. Oh, I must have missed that. I it's bet not, the frogs in the mud, though, are doing great. I bet the fro- at the very least, the frogs in the mud are staying together. Do you think so? I would I guess so. <laughs> Thank you, Arnold. You're welcome, Eustador. Patty, I don't know if this is yeah. helpful or not, I, and I don't know if it would work out, but my mom is a manticore. I'm not saying that that's, you know, tomato, tomato, but... Um, she's a, a highly magical creature, and I know for a fact that uh, at her home on one of the high shelves, she has a book of spells and even plans for some spells in terms of, like, I mean, if you want to get rid of this Death Stare, if you want to, like, blow it up, I could steal the plans for the Death Stare, and we could blow it up, and we could end it. Oh and that God. way you just don't have a Death Stare. Wait, you were going to blow up the plans for the Death Stare so that no one has a Death Stare? Couldn't they just rebuild the Death Stare? I feel like they could rebuild the Death Stare right I guess like right this after. does have a few plot holes. Because <laughs> yeah. if you have the plans, yeah, you can just rebuild it, I didn't right? think this through. Even, I was so excited to get it out. I just, There's so many Even holes. if you don't have the plans for the Death Stare, I mean, you're just like, well, we figured out how to make a Death Stare the first time. We'll eventually make another fairly similar death stare. Uh, it's a very good point. I didn't think it through. I'm sorry. Yeah. They should make some individualized death stares for the gym. Well, oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, just everyone has their own personalized death stare. Yeah. yeah like, it yeah. shouldn't be just magical creatures like me who get a death stare. It should yeah. be everyone should get to exercise their right Your to the death right, stare. Yeah. You get one a day. Get to kill one person Just with a stare. one stare. person every day. Like, you you cross the line. You're out of here. Yeah, but you know, I've I've thought I've thought about doing something about it. You know, like getting a LASIK spell. But, what's um, this now? A LASIK spell. Oh, what's that? But, um, you know, it's like a spell that sort of corrects your astigmatism. Oh, yeah, yeah, for people like me. It's Is just, that scary? Though? I know. It's like I've some people say it works great, mm-hmm. and then. Some of us... Statistically, like, can it go wrong? Yeah, there's a 96% good that it's going to go good. good. That's That's good, yeah. But still, I like to look on the dark side of things. Sure, that 4%. That 4% is what really scares me. Yeah. It's perfectly safe. They use a spell to pull back 
the top layer of your eyes. And then they use magic to shoot a magical light directly into your eyes. Uh Uh-huh. And then for a couple of weeks, you can't really see, and then you're fine. Oh. That's That's how magic works. Man, I'm... As long as I live, I'll never understand magic. Well, I... You know, 4%, what happens to those 4%, though? Like, what happens to... A cockatrice's eyes. If well, it... sometimes you get something called um, hypervision, which means you're so good at having a death stare that you basically just decimate everything around you without intention, oh, and that's tough. No, you have to get like some red goggles or something to put over your eyes at all times, so your your death stare doesn't just blast everybody. Yeah, or you know, blind yourself. You could also do that. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. sort of a permanent yeah. thing you can do. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, and some people just uh, never get their death stare back at all, mm-hmm. which is, you know... It's sad. It's sad. Yes. It's sad. Do you believe that you can live without a death stare? You know, I had never even thought about the possibility of, of being alive without being able to kill something. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's a really deep question. Also, I might point out, you could kill something without your death stare. You have terrifying claws. I do. It's true. Oh, yeah, you really? Are, yeah. You're a janky dragon. Yeah. I am a janky dragon. And a janky dragon's still a dragon. I can fly. Yeah. I could smother with my leather wings. It's true. You have a beak to tear away somebody's face. Mm-hmm. I could definitely rip through, you know, someone's sternum. Yeah. If oh, I, I mean, it would yeah. take a while. Sure, but it would. It would take a, a definite while, but maybe if I like restrain them first, I could yeah. just peck away oh, until. Oh yeah. Peck away. Yeah. Patty, I have faith. That you can murder. Yeah, you got it. You got it, kiddo. I had never thought about this. I would be being so myopic about my death stare. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yes. Myopic about your death stare. There are so many other ways to kill things. Time to be biopic about the ways you can kill. Or triopic. Or fouropic. Fiveopic? Fiveopic, even. Let's go ahead and take a break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code AUDIO. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. So, Patty, mm-hmm. what's it like living amongst cockatrices? I mean, maybe that's a silly question. That's just what your life is. But, like, do cockatrices all live together in, like, 
a cockatrice town or a village? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's sort of like everyone has their own coop. Oh. Um, they're all lined up next yeah. to one another. Um, sure. The coops are open on the top. Yeah. So that, you know, it's sort of easy in and out yeah. access. But you're always free to, you know, go next door to your neighbor's coop and yeah. grab some hay. Yeah. You know? If you don't want to take up that much space, can you get like a little mini coop? You can. Oh. I actually, yeah, I, I, I sleep in a mini coop. Oh, that's great. I bet it's adorable looking. It's so adorable. Um, it has a little dashboard in it, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. You can sort of put uh, your handgun inside of it. You um, don't want to give a confessional, are you sure? I don't have any yeah, confessionals about dashboards. No, absolutely. So this dashboard inside your mini coop, mm-hmm. is that just a, a little board that you do things quickly on? Yeah, that's where, um, you know, like I said, it does have one drawer to hide your handgun. Uh-huh. But uh, most what's of it... A, what's a handgun? A handgun? Yeah. Oh, it's... Um, so... Us cockatrices yeah. don't have um, hands. Yeah. We have talons. Yeah. Um, so, like, sometimes you might want to have a hand because it's, it's it's nice to have a little bit of applause, a little it's bit of feeling convenient. good. Uh, so yeah. it's like, yeah. So yeah. it's like you have your handgun, you take in your talon, it gives you, like, a little... Oh, that is nice. And you shoot each other applause. Because you can't really yeah. make eye contact mm-hmm. with each other. You know, like, yeah. like a human can look you in the eye and yeah. be like, oh, good job. But cockatrices can't do that. So we have our little handgun. We sort of shoot out some applause when we that's, like what someone says. That's yeah. wonderful. I like that. And I'm glad I'm glad you brought it along to show us. Yeah, I yeah, did. That, I love the sound. Oh, that I don't makes. I don't leave my house without my handgun. You yeah, don't. although I've got to I got to tell you, though, I think you're not allowed to bring that applause into this tavern. Are There's you certain. Yeah. in hog's face has some rules about certain places of businesses can choose whether you can bring your Well, I can seal in. my handgun when I bring oh, it into no, places. No, no, no. You so have that to. people don't know that I'm going to compliment them. I know. I get it. I understand why you would want that, but... What is she supposed to do if somebody, you know, you know, does a good job with a talent or something? Like, she's just not supposed to not shoot them in applause? Well, you know what? There are other people that can applaud. You know? What if... There's some sarcastic butthead who comes in and starts clapping, and then oh, our no. hero doesn't have her handgun. You always need a good cockatrice with a handgun That's to fight true. bad guy. Yeah, the only way... With bad ideas. Yeah. Someone's going... Yeah. Then you'll come out with a good clap. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way. It's the only way. Boy, I just... I've always had this theory that that handguns were meant as a replacement for a unaffected cockatrice. <laughs> if only my cockatrice worked better, I wouldn't need this handgun, but... <laughs> well, the bigger the cockatrice, the smaller the handgun. Oh, really? Yeah, because they, you know, feel like they have little status, so they don't mm. want to sort of... Yeah. They don't feel the need to yeah. give other people applause sure. to be liked. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Are you worried you're just going to accidentally applaud yourself? Well, yeah, I'm a small cockatrice, so I have a huge handgun to yeah. compensate for it. And yeah, sometimes I'm worried I'll just, uh, you know, get that get that applause out and make myself feel so good that I just give up. Yeah. Too much applause. That's you know? true. That is true. <laughs> it's a dangerous thing. It's a, it's a dangerous thing. Positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. We can't give people too much. You know, in Hog's Face, Usador and Chunt and I are kind of like the local government now. Like we've been put in charge of Hog's Face and all of the evil minions that the Dark Lord left. Congratulations! Here. Thank, you. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah thank we're you. trying to figure it out. We're trying to do the best we can for Hog's Face, and I just think that like it seems like it's a good thing for you to have that applause gun, just for us. Like you know what I mean? Like you want to keep it so you can applaud us, right? 
just in case you need to applaud the yeah, government. I'll protect mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Oh, great. Fantastic. Also, I ran to the bar here and I got you, um, I don't know if you know this, Vermilion Minotaur uh, serves a killer Cabernet um, for this attractive young lady. You might say it's a death cab for cutie. Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, drink up. Enjoy. I will. I'm going to just dip my beak in it. That's fine, right? Yeah, of course. Because, you know. I've been loving all of these. Arnie, look. She dips her beak into it. She pulls back. <laughs> and then a few seconds later, she dips forward again, dips her beak in, pulls back, and she just keeps going back. It's like a perpetual motion. It's very relaxing to watch you do that. Thank you. Oh, that's fantastic. Once I start drinking, I can't stop. It is true. Oh, boy. I'm the same way. Oh, yeah. Fuck me and my snake parts. That is how I live. Is Yeah. <laughs> Binging. Binge drinking. Patty, what are your parents? My parents. Yeah. Are they still together? Are they still even alive? I don't know how long cockatrices live. Are they Are they attractive? My parents in their day were very attractive. Mm -hmm. um, but as you know, we're janky dragons, oh. so we don't last quite as long. Um, cockatrices live to be about 40 or 50 years old. Oh. Yes, yeah, so it's, not, it's not a super long time. And we're kind of solitary creatures. We live in a, a you know coops that are next to one yeah, another, but sure. we don't tend to cohabitate because it's really hard to live with someone and not give them a death stare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, we tend to sort of hit it and quit it. You know? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my mom and my dad, they were um, two very um, attractive cockatrices um, who got together sometime in the 70s. Uh -huh. And um, actually, uh, in order to become a cockatrice, it has to be a cock's egg. So my dad oh. laid me. Oh, and that's the sense that I yeah. don't because love. you know, but I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a cock egg. Um, yeah, uh, eggs cock laid egg? by the the female cockatrice just become chickens. Oh, okay. so you do you have a fair number of chicken siblings? Then I do have some. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're kind of estranged. Sure. You know, it, they, not a lot in common, probably. Yeah. Except for your heads. Yeah, we have our heads in common, mm -hmm. but otherwise it's like they can't fly. Yeah. They don't have a death stare. They yeah. don't have a death stare. When you say They it, get up too early in the morning. Ugh, ugh. So where do these cock eggs come? Do they... Where do they come out? I don't understand well, out of how... his cock. Out of his cock? Yeah. Out it's, of a cock cock? Yeah, it's not even a double entendre. It's just like it's if like, you're a male cockatrice, you have a cock, and the egg comes out of your cock. Yeah. yeah. I gotta say... That's got to ruin that cock. <laughs> right? I mean, right. I think ruin is a little bit harsh. Loosen, maybe? Uh, perhaps you just, you know, it's a part of the natural process, and it, maybe it doesn't go back to exactly the same shape, but I'm sure it's still beautiful. I would love to see that cock. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say maybe the diameter of your, your urine stream would change slightly. Do you, do you, do you feel like you're... Your father was self-conscious about oh, his definitely. cock after giving birth to you? Definitely. A lot of male cockatrices lay that cock egg, and then, you know, they feel like they have to take some time to yeah. get back in the game. Sure. So some of them have surgery to retighten. Oh, yeah. That cock, you know, yeah. because it's like you have to find a new mate. You're not going to just stick with the old one because we don't really yeah. stay together. So it's like you got to stay attractive if you're gotta a male cockatrice. Cock yeah, yeah. Gotta yeah. Keep that male cockatrices, they have to keep that cock yeah, tight. True. You know? that. It's kind of a double standard. It's unfair, yeah. but it's like, hey, you, you get the pleasure of laying that egg. Yeah. So, so you should also true. have the pleasure of making yourself attractive again. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Can our next t-shirt be 
Keep that cock tight. <laughs> Keep that cock tight. <laughs> That's actually a great name for an emo band. That would Keep be that cock six. Tight. Yeah. Keep that cock tight. So, Patty, thank you so much for coming by. I knew nothing about cockatry, and now, now I, I, we know the cockatruth. I know the cockatruth. Yeah, the cockatruth. Yeah, thank you, you guys. You can't kill the cockatruth. No, thank you. Except you can kill cockatry with a death stare. You can. Yeah. Handle the cockatruth. And we're sure we yeah. don't want to steal the plans to blow up the death stare. We're sure. Would you feel better about not having a death stare if no one else had a death stare? That's a real catch-22 because I feel like death stares are what makes the world so beautiful because it gives some people something to strive for. Yeah. So if you took away the death stare, then would there even be good in the world? That is so Would there be deep. life without a death stare? Oh, man. Oh, Arnie, do you have uh, catch-22s on Earth? Uh, there's a book called Catch-22 on my world. What does catch-22 mean on Foon? That's when you have, you know, uh, so many thoughts at once, usually around 20 to 22, that you try and kind of catch them all to digest them. Oh, wow. To really process them. But it's really impossible to do. Mm-hmm. It's very, very difficult. It's a bit of a loop, yeah. You can catch at least 21 mm-hmm. thoughts at once, but 22 is like yeah. the last number. The you last can't. one. And if you catch 21, then you're, you forever stay that age. Okay. Forever 21? Oh. I'm going to go throw this salsa in the garbage. <laughs> The last thing I want to do is to get Usador back into doing salsa, but he seems so bummed about it. Patty, is there any cure for the creative death stare or the death stare in general? You know, it's it's a permanent it's a permanent thing. Oh. He has to find something new. Oh. Okay. He has to make it new again. He needs to make peace with it. Yeah. Mm. It's it's sad to say, but I think his salsa days are over. Yeah. Sort of like if there was some kind of procedure he could have done. To pull back his creative love for salsa and shoot a laser into it and make it so that he could do that again. Maybe he should just instead come to terms with the fact that that's not there. Keep that creative cock tight. I have an email here. <laughs> Wait, Patty. Yes. Have you killed Chun's ability to do segues? I think you death stared away his ability to do a segue. No, no I've never been able guys. to do that. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're right. Can't kill something that was never born. Uh, I have an email here from uh, Lily. This is to chun at gmail.com. That's chun with six T's. Lily says, hey, team, how's it going? I've recently taken up baking, and I feel like I've hit a recipe wall. Would Usador be so kind as to tell us his favorite cake recipe? Oh. So Lily's creatively out of ideas for cakes. Should oh. Usador, would you? Yeah, well, yes. A cake Do you like recipe? baking cakes? I mean, I, I love baking cakes. Do you have an interesting cake recipe for Lily? Yes. Take 17 eggs, 8 pounds of flour, put them all into a bowl, put a gallon of milk in there, put also a little bit of sugar, a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of clove, and then mix it all together. Pour it all over your oven, and then you'll have a cake in the shape of your oven. There you have it. Great. Patty, is the desktop purely a, a visual thing, or could it be sent, like, over an audio format? Like, could someone listening to this podcast be in danger of losing a creative drive to do something? Just by listening to the sound of my voice? Just by listening to the sound of your eyes. <laughs> the sound of your eyes. Holy shit, Holy that's the shit. name. That's, that's the band. That's the name. That's... 
the sound of your eyes. I have to not look in the mirror for the next 15 years and really make this happen until mm-hmm. I'm selling out stadiums. Maybe sound you didn't. Eyes. Maybe you didn't kill your desire to be in an emo band. Maybe you were just waiting for the right name. The perfect name. Time to stop death staring and start life staring. Get busy life staring. Guys, this is really, honestly, beautiful. Yeah. Patty? Yes? Next time we see you, mm-hmm. we expect to hear a full album's worth of songs. I look forward to meeting you guys with closed eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Closed eyes, closed hearts, can't lose. It's true. Closed eyes, closed hearts. Can't, can't lose. lose. Closed eyes, closed hearts. Can't lose. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Patty. Considering the sexual innuendo, how we got through that episode without the phrase cockatrice company is a minor Christmas miracle. Use It All the Wizard was played by Matt Young. With his usual level of Siri, search the source for variations on not good enough and insert the meanest. Shunt the Badger was played by Adol Rafai. Did you spot the moments when Adol stopped thinking of wordplay enough to actually listen? Trick question, there weren't any. Patty the Cockatrice was played by special guest Laura Gray. When Laura's not appearing as a citizen journalist on Comedy Central's The Opposition with Jordan Klepper, she enjoys keeping things nice around the house, putting together fun outfits in front of her three-way mirror, cross-stitching inspirational slogans on tea towels, and hailing a cab to come punch me in the face. Hello from the Magic Tavern is produced by Arnie Niekamp, Ryan DeGiorgi, and Evan Jacover. This episode edited by Chris Rathjen. I'll take it from here, Mr. Fitzgerald. Music by Andy Poland. Logo by Allard LeBon. Additional audio effects by Jason Knox. Production assistance by Garrett Schultz. Well, the holidays are creeping up, but a river man's work is never done. We'll have a brand new winter solstice episode of Hello from the Magic Tavern debuting Christmas Day, and it's a special one, too, with guests and songs and goodwill to all Foon's creatures. If you'll be traveling this holiday season, may I recommend a steamboat? And may you recommend this podcast to all your friends and family. It's the perfect companion on a day spent stuck in traffic or at an airport or on a disgusting steamboat. Don't forget to visit us at HelloFromTheMagicTavern.com or on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks to the Chicago Podcast Co-op, and thanks to Earwolf. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients. Popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.